Maryland's bowl game against Auburn is huge. You are locked on turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland turf. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for you every dayers for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Playing Auburn in the Music City Bowl is huge for the Maryland Terrapins program. It's bigger than any bowl we have played in the last couple of years. And let me explain why this bowl game is such a big deal to me and how excited I was when they announced that we were going to be playing Auburn in the Music City Bowl. To start off with, we had a great season There's a lot of stuff going on, and we've been focused on the transfer portal a lot with MJ Morris just committing, and we'll talk a little bit more about the transfer portal on this episode, so make sure you stick around for that. But with MJ Morris committing recently and some other guys that have committed, like Jalen Husky, really talented cornerback, and we're losing some guys like Jason Barham, and we lost Ramon Brown, and we've lost some other guys, but we're gaining Joss Kautenberger. We're Definitely doing some things in the transfer portal, but I think that is kind of overshadowed in a lot of the stuff, not only just at Maryland, but stuff around the entire country with the transfer portal has kind of overshadowed the fact of these bowl games. And I know some of these bowl games have lost significance, but for the Maryland program that's fighting for these type of games, that's fighting to be in a bowl game every single year, that has done an amazing job at getting to bowls for three years in a row and we're 2-0 and in the last two bowl games under Coach Loxley with big wins over V-Tech, Virginia Tech, and also NC State. This game is huge for us because we're not at the type of tier where we can just be like, oh, it's playoffs or nothing. Even with the extended playoffs coming, we know we're not there yet. Maybe one day I would love for the program to be in a spot for when the extended playoffs to be there. Maybe we have a chance one year to find our way in it, but realistically we're not there as a program so playing in this type of bowl game a music city bowl game that i've seen people rank um a list of the top 10 bowl games this year and this came in at 10 on a list and it really didn't surprise me because of the caliber program auburn is and also what maryland is building overall but the number one reason why this is huge for the maryland terrapin team why this bowl game is such a big deal to me and obviously to the players and the rest of the fan base is because we're playing an sec team we're playing an set sec team with a ton of tradition a ton of notable memories you think about auburn football you think about cam newton you think about All the Iron Bulls and the insane moments that we've seen, especially this year. We were playing an SEC type of opponent, Auburn, with just so much tradition, so much history that the SEC is still the kinks of college football to me. I know the Big Ten's extending, but with Texas and Oklahoma going on to the SEC, and right now where the SEC stands with Bama and Georgia and 
all those other really good schools, LSU, of course, Ole Miss. There's so it's very deep. To me, the SEC is still the Kings. Obviously, the Big Ten, I'd probably put as the second best conference in college football on a year-to-year basis, but the SEC is just a little bit different. And for sure, Big Tens can compete with the SEC. Of course, Ohio State's and the Michigans of the world. We'll see how that game goes against Alabama. But playing an SEC team in a bowl game, but it's a program like Auburn, it's not like we're playing like Vanderbilt. We're playing Auburn. This team loves football. They breathe football. That city in Alabama, they all they do is football. I have friends that go to Auburn. That's what the big, that's what everybody cares about. That's the biggest deal. Their fans are going to travel to this Music City Bowl. But football is so important there. If you see their games, even if they have a bad record, that stadium is filled. You see the tradition. You see the game day. You see the tailgates. It's on a whole nother level when you play an SEC team. Obviously, you look at the talent that they have, that SEC teams like Bama, and Georgia, those LSU, those type of schools have, and the talent is definitely on a whole nother level. But I think a, re- a big reason that separates us, and obviously in the Big Ten, we have some awesome atmosphere. You talk about Penn State, Whiteout. That might be one of the best in the entire country. But when you think about SECs in a school like Auburn, even if they're having a bad year, there are so many people that care about that program so many donors a lot of nil money to go around and so to play a program like that that really cares it's it's a little bit different than playing a virginia tech or playing an nc state it just is what it is it's different than playing an acc type of program versus an sec type of program it feels more important let me know if you guys think i'm wrong but it just feels It feels like a little bit more. It feels bigger for recruiting. It just feels like a bigger game when you're playing an SEC opponent like Auburn. And this Auburn team isn't like a scrub program at all. I think, honestly, they're in a similar spot as us. They're building something special. I think Auburn football, what they are now, reminds me kind of where where we were about last year or two, two, three years ago, where Coach Loxley took over and... Things didn't look good, but we got Talia, and things turned around quickly. I think Auburn football is kind of doing a similar type of thing. Obviously, it's not the exact same. Um, I don't think their quarterback, Peyton Thorne, who we played against when he was at Michigan State, I don't think that his, their quarterback is quite has the standard that Talia has played with and the resume that Talia has and has done what Talia has. But I still think that the way Hugh Freeze, their head coach, is recruiting, who's new to their program, relatively new to the program, and the way he's building Auburn football, I think it's similar to what Coach Locks is building, but it's a little bit on a different level because of how they're able to recruit with all the money that they have and just Auburn football with it being an SEC school there. They have two five-star wide receiver commits in the 2024 class. So it's a little bit different in terms of, okay, Maryland's might've had more success in the big 10 now for three years now. And we're looking at having pretty solid records, but they're building something really special in Auburn. And this year, yeah, they just went six and six, but that's in the SEC, and we know the SEC. It's a different conference out there. So what they're building, I think it's on a similar path to us. Two teams that are definitely on the up and up and are continuing to do some really big things. So that's a big reason why I think this bowl game is huge because it's two teams building something special. Two head coaches that I think are doing a really good job with their program. And another reason, 
I think this game is huge. I think there was a synth this season where we went on that losing streak and we looked at the season and we said, hmm, is this sixth season a success? Can it be a successful season? And I wasn't sure the type of bowl game we would get. And I wasn't sure the type of program that we would play. But if we finish with eight wins and a win over Auburn football, an SEC team like that, it's a successful season. So that's why I think this game is a really big deal. But I want to go back to what I said about the ACC opponents. Playing Virginia Tech and playing NC State, going 2-0 against those type of teams, is it's awesome. It's a big deal because we know that ACC, they have some very solid programs. This isn't like a non-Power 5 um non-power five conference in the ACC, but we just know the SEC is a little bit different in what Auburn football brings and that type of tradition and those type of players and the type of talent they have on the roster. Don't get me wrong. This team is really talented. They've got some really good players at some key spots. They're able, they've been able to recruit really well and they're only getting better. So overall, don't get me wrong. This team is really talented. It's not just that they're an SEC school. There's a reason they were able to do some things this year. And one of the biggest things was they should have beat Alabama. This is a huge reason that I had to put in why this bowl game is so important. We know Bama just got into the playoff over Florida State. Obviously, there's some controversy about that. I'll be honest. I think Alabama should have gotten in. I think that they say it's the four best teams and Alabama is better than Florida State. And obviously, there's a lot to that, and I'm not going to get into that. But I'm going to say my opinion. I do think Alabama should be in. But this Auburn football team should have beat the Alabama football, the Alabama Crimson Tide that just got into the playoffs that is known as one of the top four teams in the country, a team that a lot of people think are going to make the playoff. They should have won that game. Two plays stand out to me. Of course, the Jalen Miller Milrow touchdown on the last a play of the game in the back of the end zone, and all the Auburn fans were shook because how on earth did he make that play? How were they able to get that off? But also, they should have never been in that position. The muff punt to give the ball back to Bama to give the let Bama win that game. Auburn, no question in mind, should have won that game. So we're playing a team that just probably should have beat Alabama. Obviously, they didn't win the game and they weren't able to ruin Alabama's playoff chances, but that's a team that should have just beaten a team that's in the playoff and a team that gets to compete for a national championship. So if we're able to beat a team that just should have beat Alabama, and I'm not saying it's an exact, like, oh, we would beat Alabama now. No, I'm not saying that, but I do think it's a big deal if we are able to beat a team like that in the Music City Bowl and a team that just competed at a really high level against Alabama overall. But I think this game is a huge deal. I can't wait to see it. I think it's getting overshadowed a little bit by all the stuff happening in the transfer portal. Obviously, people will start to talk about it. I'll be talking about it a ton, but I wanted to make sure to give my opinion on this game and tell you guys that I still think this game is really important. Coach Loxley has done some things with the portal. How has he done with the portal? How is the portal going so far these last couple of years with Coach Loxley? I'll tell you about my opinion on how Coach Loxley uses the portal after this message from the Game Time app. Have you ever wanted to go to a game last minute like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. 
Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Coach Loxley, I think, in my opinion, has done great with the transfer portal. I think he's done an amazing job with the transfer portal. And I think we have to talk about this. We just talked about the Music City Bowl, but right now we're really in transfer season. I know I said the Music City Bowl in Auburn, Maryland, and the rest of the bowl games kind of get overshadowed by the transfer portal and all the things that go on there, whether it's, oh, this quarterback is going to transfer to Ohio State or then whatever, all these flips and recruitments and signing day and all these different things. It kind of gets overshadowed. Um, it definitely overshadows the bowl game, but we are in transfer portal season. And I want to talk about Coach Loxley and how I think he's used the portal. Like I just said, I think he's done a really great job using the portal. I think this Maryland football team, I think the portal has made this team. But, but I do think we have done a really good job of balancing it. We do have done a really good job of developing talent, but also hitting the portal, which I think is the best place to be. You don't want to be at a place where there are some colleges that only that don't use the portal. Clemson, for example, they rarely ever use the program. They don't add players that are in the transfer portal because I there's a I think Dabo said that it's because it's like. We don't want kids that weren't able to battle adversity at their school. I think that's kind of what Dabo said about it. But And then there's teams that use it heavily, but there's not a lot of cohesion. There's not a lot of mesh on the team. I think we're doing a really good job of being in the middle of that situation, and I think we're doing a really good job of replacing the players, replenishing this roster. We know we lose Talia this season, and I think we've done a great job of starting to replenish this roster so we can stay having a winning record overall. Maybe not a winning record quite yet in Big Ten play, but we can have a winning record overall on the season and make our way into a consistent bowl game, which is where you kind of want this Maryland program to be. It's going to be really hard for it to be one of the better programs in the country. It's just not really going to be that with the NIL and all that kind of stuff. We just don't have those type of donors and that type of money. Obviously, I would love to donate like a billion dollars to Maryland football so we can pick up five-star recruits and have that type of excitement. But we're a little bit of a different program where we don't quite treat the NIL just we're not just throwing out money. Obviously, we have some and we do some things with that. But overall, we we're not that type of program. But we have still done a really good job of maybe we don't get the elite of the elite in the transfer portal, but we're getting some really solid players that are able to rebuild the roster. And I think we've started to do that. I think Coach Loxley started to do that. I love this kid, Jalen Husky. I turned on some bowling green tape, just focusing on him, not really caring about the rest of the players, this cornerback, Jalen Husky. I did have an episode about us landing him. If you, if you missed it, you can go back and watch it. But if you didn't, if you don't want to go back and watch it, basically Jalen Husky transfer from Bowling Green, really great player, has some really awesome stats, playmaker on the ball, had multiple pass deflections, had 
an interception against J.J. McCarthy at Michigan. We know we don't like Michigan. We were in a game against Michigan, and maybe a pick like that could have made the difference in the game, even though we did actually get a pick with Jay Sean Barham, who's now in the portal. But I love this kid, Jalen Husky. I think he's a guy that can start right away on Maryland. See? And we got him already. So getting a guy like that who's going to replace our secondary, that Tarheep still is going to be gone, and he's one of the best Maryland cornerbacks we have seen for a while, and he's second team all Big Ten. Okay, in comes Jalen Husky. Oh, we lose some offense lineman depth. Okay, Coach Loxley, let me go find a guy that's depth and that has played at a place like a Big Ten and has played like a place like Maryland for the last couple of years, and he's played in-game experience, and he has versatility, and he can play anywhere across the offensive line. Let me get some of those guys. Let me get some of that depth going. Oh, I'll pick up. Josh Kautenberger from Purdue, who's experienced on the offensive line, and he started games at Purdue, and he's been in a Big Ten weight room, and he's 6'5", 300 pounds, and he's ready to play at a Big Ten level, and he can start next year, or he can spot and be a backup at a really high level for us next year. Let me add depth. I think Coach Loxley has done a really good job at um, my point. is, And then, of course, oh, we lose Talia. We lose our best quarterback ever maybe the best Maryland quarterback ever oh let me get MJ Morris a really talented transfer let me beat out LSU for MJ Morris LSU wanted him I think coach Loxley's done a really good job if you can tell by my point he's done a really good job to start this year with the transfer portal obviously um there's still a lot of work to be done there's still a long way to go and I want to see us get a ton, a lot more kids because there's going to be guys leaving and I want to see who else we bring in. But I think this early on for us to already have MJ Morrison, already have Jalen Husky and already have Josh Kalenberger, I think we're in a really good spot. But don't forget, I want to highlight that it's not like it just started this year. We've done a good job this year, of course, getting MJ and Josh and Husky, like I said, but it hasn't just been this year. The transfer portal has changed this Maryland program team. It has flipped the script. Last year, Jaquan Shepard, Jordan Phillips, Caden Prather. Caden Prather made a ton of big plays for us. Caden Prather, and it's not a one-year thing for Caden Prather. Caden Prather looks like he's coming back next year. So we're going to have Caden Prather back next year next to Ty Felton. We're giving who's ever the quarterback next year, probably MJ Morris, but whoever it is, whoever's playing quarterback, he's going to have weapons. I think Ty Felton has a chance to be all Big Ten next year, like, I'm talking about like second, third team, all big time, maybe not first team. And I think the same thing of Caden Prather with the 50-50 balls. And I think both of those guys are NFL type of players. Uh, Ty Felton's not a transfer. I got kind of carried away with that. But Caden Prather is a transfer. But on, but actually, Ty Felton does bring back my point. We do a great job of developing kids, developing a guy like Ty Felton. And he's in our program for a while. And he's brought up through it. And he has a chance to do a big things as a senior. And we got a guy like Caden Prather from West Virginia, and he was able to make a huge impact. It's a great balance that Coach Loxley has. But you can't forget about the single most important transfer in Maryland football history, Talia. Change our program. We couldn't win games. We were in a bad spot. I was unsure about Coach Loxley and how he's done the program. But he was able to bring in Talia, of course, from Alabama in that relationship that they had at Alabama and was able to make Talia into a star. And now he's the all-time Big Ten passing leader, which is still, we're going to highlight that a ton. And I think the thing about Talia and all that he was able to accomplish 
it's a domino effect. If you think that MJ Morris didn't think about Talia and that wasn't part of the pitch that Coach Loxley did, then I think you're wrong. I think a big part of Coach Loxley's pitch to MJ Morris was, oh, we just got a guy that was the all-time Big Ten passing leader. He was ahead of Drew Brees, and he was ahead of all the Big Ten quarterbacks. You know how many guys and have gone through the Big Ten and played quarterback? Talia has the most passing yards ever. So it's a domino effect now in the transfer portal where Coach Loxley was able to get Talia, and then that allows you to get a guy like MJ Morris. And then so it's a domino effect, in my opinion. But I think Coach Loxley is doing a great job in the portal, and I want to see him continue to do that type of job in the portal overall. Maryland loses another player in the transfer portal. I'll tell you about my thoughts about this player after this message from Prize Picks. Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use locked on college for a first time deposit. So another Maryland player has entered the portal, but I think we're in a good spot to cover for this player. Avante Williams entered the transfer portal. Okay, if you guys aren't for if you guys aren't familiar with Williams, this was the guy that, if you remember, he was a transfer from Miami. And I was kind of excited about this guy because I thought he had a real talent. But there's always question marks when a big-time recruit like he was out of high school. He was a top 50 recruit at safety and he when he um, committed to Miami. He was a huge, big-time recruit, really talented kid out of high school. And I thought I, – I think Maryland kind of bet on that talent and said – Maybe we can change his career path overall, but he only he only appeared in like four games this year for the Terps, had a couple of tackles, but it wasn't really anything. But you kind of always have to take a step back when you're looking at a kid like Williams and saying, okay, why wasn't he able to get on the field very much at Miami? Because sometimes these schools rush these kids out in the field. Sometimes they want these guys to play, and obviously they're going to play the best player, but they really want their highly rated recruits to play. I've seen guys that are just because of their stars and their status have played over other guys that maybe have been better at positions. Um, Maybe not as much. I mean, I think it happens at every position, honestly. Quarterback, safety, running, wherever you want to go. I've seen guys that have, because of their highest recruiting, higher recruiting standard, they definitely get a longer leash, even if it's not, even if they're not the better player, even if maybe they're not even more talented that the recruiting websites made a mistakes. I have seen that happen, but Maryland wasn't going to do that with him overall. He wasn't able to find the field. And I already kind of questioned why he committed to Maryland. I thought, okay, they were, some of the reporters before the season were asking, okay, could he play slot cornerback? Um, because there was a big need in the slot because we knew that Tarheeb Still was moving outside. So a lot of them said, can he play slot cornerback? Could he be in position to be the guy there? But Glendon Miller took over there. And, but his natural position is safety. And I knew Dante and Bo were back there. So I was like, hmm, 
I don't really see the fit exactly. I don't see exactly where he fits in. And that's kind of how it went. We knew Bone and Dante were going to play. I thought he could compete for the slot, but there wasn't really a spot for him on our defense overall. And I'm sure he's still a really talented kid. I didn't really get to see him play much, to be honest. I haven't gotten to really see his talent come out, but I'm sure his next stop, he'll probably choose somewhere he'll be able to play right away. But I wish him the best of luck. I I hope he goes off somewhere else, even if it means Maryland missing out on him. I think if he stayed another year, he'd have a shot definitely to start this year with Bo Bray coming out. I think he definitely would have had a shot to start this year. I don't know exactly how that safety room is going to play out overall and what's going to happen with it, but he did decide to transfer, but I think we're in a good spot with Brandon Jacobs coming in, and I think we have a lot of good players in the secondary, young guys that are going to step up and make impact for this team's overall but thank you for listening to locked on terps make sure you like and subscribe we're here every day talking maryland football and basketball so thank you for listening to locked on terps